You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just looking at my desktop now, and this is a before the after the show discussion we're, we're going to have. Is it? We we're have, this isn't before the before the after the show discussion was you trying to fix something on your old PlayStation so we can continue watching Blu-rays. But yeah, we like old tech. What can we say? PlayStation 3, that is. I use a PlayStation 3 to watch Blu-rays. It's one of the best <laughs> Blu-ray players. With a projector on a screen as big as our wall. But hey, yep. the source of the information is not important. A movie player is... I mean, a Blu-ray player is a Blu-ray player, really. But that's, that's a good one because it lets you do other things like Netflix and YouTube and all that. So that's the actual before the um, after the show discussion. Now you're going to make up something to be at the beginning of the after the show discussion. What I'm actually talking about here is I'm going to alert some people to this because they might like it. Okay. Um, I've used, and you have used for the longest time, the program Paint Shop Pro by Corel, right? We use it for editing images, photographs. I use it for making the website and all that stuff, doing images of all the images of movies you see every week are done using that program. But... What's the big news, A Scully? Well, it's not big news. <laughs> this, this thing's been around forever. And we've, at various points in life, you tried to use it, right? And never had much success with it. And it's a open source, um, free image, what would you call it? Image editor? Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Photoshop, but free. It's called GIMP. It's not new or anything. It's been around forever, but it does get updated quite a lot because it's open source. People work on it. So I thought this week... I'm kind of getting sick of PaintShop Pro for various reasons. It's slow, isn't it? And often it crashes. It does depend on what you're doing, but it can be slow, yeah. It can also be crashy when you're working on something and it just closes itself. Crashy. Is that a technical term? Yes. Okay. So I tried this uh, GIMP, www.gimp.com. And that doesn't take you to some weird sex site. It actually takes you to a... Yeah, I really wish it wasn't called that, but I'm sure GIMP stands for something. It Graphical does, it's graphic interface. something. Yeah. Something, something. <laughs> it's just <laughs> unfortunate that that's, the, that's how it came out. Anyway, it's available on like all operating systems, but I tried the Windows version. And uh, for the things I do, which is resizing and touching images up and making them look cleaner or what you call it, saturation and brightness and contrast, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a learning curve, maybe an hour. But I figured it out, and uh, I recommend it. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, how much does Photoshop cost or PaintShop Pro? Hundreds of dollars, right? Yeah. Um, and this seems... Will you be able to just switch to it, do you think? I probably won't fully, because I still have PaintShop Pro on my PC, but it's on my laptop. It seems to take less yeah. resources. And, you know, again, once you do stuff like that enough, you... You're kind of limited to a short list of things that you do. I don't. I edit images, photographs, scanned artwork, and then preserve old photographs and retouch old photographs. And all you need is about less than twenty features. I'm saying, I'm guessing, and they're all in there. So yeah, it's not a commercial either because it's free. Yeah, it's totally free. <laughs> there's no like, <laughs> there's no like. This week's podcast is sponsored it's by. Just- so what I did this week was PaintShop Pro has been annoying me for a few months. There's a new version. It's just been annoying me. So I was like, well, I'll try this. And if I can get anywhere near doing my normal day-to-day website work with it, I will keep it. So I uninstalled PaintShop Pro so I don't use it as a crutch and go, keep going, opening it and using it. So That's now I'm day. just literally on... I've just got GIMP installed and I managed to do this week's work with it. You know, like setting all the templates up and everything. So nice. hopefully 
I can learn more about it. I like learning things about programs and stuff. So, so yeah, that's our uh, weekly not advertisement for uh, <laughs> the GIMP. <laughs> um, so, Sid Talk, have you anything else? Or should we just start? Just give it a go. All right. It is Saturday, June the 29th. This is after the show. We're a movie My review. My sister's birthday, by the way. Podcast. If anybody cares. I don't think the world really knows. I don't think that's reasonable. Her name is Shella. And if you don't know any Shella, S-A-G-L-L-A, you know, she's unique. Well, everybody's unique. <laughs> no, no. My name, <laughs> my name is Cindy. As, and yours is Paul. Let's just be the, honest. It's not unique. I was named after Paul McCartney. Uh, nice. I don't even think my mother had a thing in mind. Yeah. It was a popular name at the time. And that's about it. I'm very standard. Anyway, this is after the show 588. We're a weekly movie review podcast. This week we're looking at a movie called Fast Color. It's a 2018 movie. It's actually out next week on Blu-ray from Lionsgate. It's a PG-13. And Sid Talk will tell you what this movie's all about with a synopsis. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, a woman is being chased, hunted for some special something that she can do. And then we find um, it may be hereditary on the female side of the family. Whatever this thing is she can do. All right, so um, as usual... <laughs> it's not, I don't have a thing. It's not like an action-adventure. It's not really a drama. It's not a romance. It's wanna, not a comedy. You want to know what they classify it as on IMDb? What? Drama, sci-fi, thriller. It's not a thriller. It's science fiction as in we're using some science and creating a fiction. Yes. Well, pseudoscience or whatever. The fiction. Science fiction. Fictional version of science. But I mean, then again, it doesn't scream that, which is fine. I'm just saying it's hard, it's a harder one to classify than just say. All right. So um, let me. And the story is kind of hard to define as well. Let me say there might be some spoilers here. Uh, so if you are allergic to spoilers, <laughs> you might not want to listen. Take your antihistamine and keep on listening. But if you uh, don't mind a few spoilers and you've already seen this movie, or maybe you're not going to see this movie, but you want to listen to what we say. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Fast Color, I bet you knew nothing about it. Nothing. I knew very little about it, aside from when Lionsgate asked me, did we want to review it? I saw the synopsis. Which, Was uh, that synopsis better than mine? Their, their synopsis was, a woman is forced to go on the run when her superhuman abilities are discovered. Oh, well, so... It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, didn't mention superhuman, but there, there you go. Even the back of the box mentions that, so it's not like they're trying to hide that. But the cover doesn't... I really like the cover of this Blu-ray, by the way. I think it's really cool. But that doesn't really hint at ex what it is at all, does it? Mm, no. It's just like an artistic, yeah. colorful picture. All right, so you go first. What do you think of Fast Color? I enjoyed it. I love science fiction. So, you know, anywhere that touches even on the edges of it, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just found, I find that any movie that starts to feel like it's trying to teach me a lesson, no matter what it is, I don't care what the lesson is. If I get it very quickly and then it just gets more and more like kind of hammered away at you throughout, that kind of dulls me down a bit. And then I start seeing it more and feeling it more like it was very intentional and forced, which I mean, let's be honest, a lot of movies are like that. They're trying to they're telling you a moral tale, you know, a cautionary tale or don't be this way or do be this way or whatever. And I felt this with this movie, and here's your part of a spoiler, I guess. Like, it's very, women are life is the message. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. I am a woman. And you're alive. So I get that I am. Um, so I get it, but it's not 100% accurate. Because without males of any population, of human population, I shouldn't say that. 
There are some species who don't need both, I suppose. But for us, you need both. Yeah. Everybody's life. And so I get it. Women have been shut behind doors, which is very literally spelled out for you in this movie at one point. A door disintegrates to let a young girl out, and then it reappears to shut out, like, what is apparently, like, it's made to be visual a visual representation of a mob of men being forced to stand outside of this door while she's saying it's a new world now. So that's extremely forced to me. Like it's not even symbolic or anything. It's not clever. It's just like, Oh my God, wouldn't it be awesome to just make a stand about this? You know, women need to come to the forefront and I, I get that. Uh, you know, it's very difficult in today's climate of the world to be able to say this movie is pushy about women asserting their power in the world without someone going, oh, so you don't think it's ever been a problem. Of course, it's a problem. I'm not an idiot. I'm 51 years old. I understand what the point is. But when you're telling me the story and it starts to muddy up the story for me anyway, I don't know about you, but kind of fills in the story. Now I, more than it himself, that more than what it's trying to tell me about these people. It's very woman centric, but it doesn't make blokes appear terrible. No, that's true. That is true. It's just they're very innocuous. Yeah, I mean there are there there are a couple of like there are some. No, actually, one of the blokes is really good. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't shit on men really. It shits on kind of like power. I guess no, I'm not talking about her powers. I'm talking about like the power that these government people and these sheriffs, you know, all these people. No, oh, I don't get that at all. Trying but... to take her and you know get rid of her. Yeah, what, trying to suppress her. What did you think of her power in this? I didn't like. She has a. Let me explain. Fully she, understand it. She's a. She can manipulate. This is what I gathered, right? Because a guy says very briefly. <laughs> She can manipulate the Earth's tectonic plates, like any of them, as far from what he said, even ones that don't haven't moved before. And then he was like, "Do you realize the implications of that?" And we saw, and she can't control it at the beginning. We see her; she goes into a hotel room. It starts to happen, and she's like shaking on the bed. And because this movie is is pretty low budget, so we don't see any of that. And then it cuts to the next morning and there's what? It just looked to me like there was a few shingles off the roof. Yeah, outside. exactly. I was like, well, that isn't much destruction. Like, I mean, she was shaking like crazy on the bed and she told somebody to like get under something to protect themselves. But like when it when the shot was outside, I was like, yeah, but there doesn't look like there was any damage. <laughs> it's like not very, I, I, that wasn't a good demonstration of how powerful she is. I think what it's supposed, so again, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, a, like he said, an allegory or like the the vi- the earthquakes that she's causing when she gets emotionally distressed and confused, because that's when it happens, yep. are supposed to be representative of that. Like when a, when a woman doesn't feel her full potential and she gets frustrated or angry or goes the wrong, whatever, that, that she's, you know, the earthquake is that, right? Yeah, and, and there's it, it nothing. can harm everybody. But it's not, that's not her power. No. That's because she's trying to harness, control it, or she doesn't understand it. Her power, apparently, is to move, like, water particles in the sky to make clouds, which we've forgotten that part of the story. <laughs> she can manipulate the earth, basically. A vital part of the story. This is total spoiler, isn't it? Like, so if you haven't gone to see this movie already, we're just going to tell you the whole deal. Um, the opening thing is it hasn't rained. Now, we're also not informed if it's just this area or the whole entire world. Yeah, we're not. But it sounds like the whole world hasn't rained for eight years. Okay. And as you go through the story, I mean, it came very apparent to me almost immediately why it hasn't rained. Right. She's, she's the reason. Yeah. Something went ter- terribly wrong in her brain and she freaked out and then it just stopped raining she's stopping it yeah she's the like entire reason that the world is dying um because of her misunderstanding of her own power in the world so you can say all that but you're saying nothing this woman can't control she has a lot of power and she doesn't know how to control it and the world is dying because she's either not allowed to 
control it. But then what we find out is that her mother is the reason she doesn't know how to control it. Right. Her mother didn't teach her how. So there's a woman at fault for this woman not knowing how to cope with her own powers. But then we're supposed to, like you said, you kind of jump to the conclusion that it's because all the government people and somebody's trying to hunt him down. But that's not why. No. It's because of her mother. And her mother had stunted powers because of her mother. Yeah, and also her daughter. It's a Exactly. And the little daughter is being like shut of off powers. because of the grandma and the, yeah. So it's like a little confusing to me. Um the whole the actual point of what her power is, other than oh it isn't raining and now we can she can figure out and then then they don't even want her in the end. So I'm, it's, it's a little bit confusing. I get the point of the movie, but telling me your position on a, or a commentary on something in our society without telling me a, a well-encapsulated story as your vehicle, there is disconnect there. Now, as it, it actually, um, talking of this, the lady who is the lead in this was also in a Black Mirror episode, San Junipero, the one, you know, the famous one that got all the Emmys. And uh, I kept thinking of Black Mirror watching this movie. I was like, this is like an episode of Black Mirror. And if it was an episode of Black Mirror, I might like it more mm. than it being a full movie. Because the, the story, I don't think it was it, often in, like, we watch the Black Mirror or we watch Twilight Zone. They're an interesting concept, but sometimes it doesn't fully pay off. They're not fully fleshed out properly. Agreed. A, or... The idea that the author slash director writer wants to get across is so powerful to them that it gets lost in the, you know, it becomes the sole focus of it. And to me, that erases all the potential for telling me about it for individual person and like the possibilities of like not even mentioning Anything about, like, not where they got their powers, but making it sound as though this line of women, and then now we know there are a couple, some other women probably out there, but not ever even talking about what that is, or, I don't know, it didn't and, do anything for me. And it didn't, you know, if, like, to, like, I really felt like it felt like an episode of Black Mirror, because it had a smaller scale to it. But again, I don't think it was fleshed out enough. Like, if this was like a miniseries, maybe, with like 10 episodes, maybe you could like go into detail and tell us how everything happened and why people are struggling for water and all that stuff, right? Well, I mean, we know why. It stopped raining. We, we, we do know yeah. why, but I mean, I actually go into it. So it's interesting. Because like, I, I was, I can honestly say, I was immediately interested when she went into the store at the beginning and she, the, into the motel, sorry, and the lady says, you can have half a bottle of water for this much or a full bottle of water for this much. And it's when we, you know, I was like, wow, that's really interesting, kind of. And the way she gave her the water in this, like, shitty old yeah. thing with it, you know, it, it it was, I was like, well, that's interesting. I like that. But it doesn't matter in the scheme of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, You know, like you said, in the end scene, it rains. Like, she makes it rain. So she... You know, it's like you say, allegory. Like she's she didn't know she could. The block, the block from her mind is lifted, and now she can do what she wants. Right. Uh, and now we're all fine because now it's raining. It's <laughs> you know, it's it feels like a it feels like a mediocre Black Mirror episode, like one that you go, oh, that one was okay. It's not the greatest one. Kind of. That's yeah. how it feels. And which is sad because I still like the idea. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It feels like that was okay, but I would like it to be a bit more fleshed out because it's pretty thin. Like in the middle of this movie is like an hour and 40 minutes and it's pretty thinly spread the story because there's a lot of like in the middle bit where I was like, are we advancing anything here? Like I know we've got to, when she gets to the mother and you know the family dynamic maybe starts that's to come it into play. yeah it didn't feel like it was yeah it just felt like 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 i'm not being told any new information for quite a bit of time true in the middle of it and i think that's where i was like 
Ooh, and this me could be shorter, feeling or... like I knew what where we're going also made that kind of worse. Yeah, and I'm not one for like making a movie shorter, but in this case, I think it might have made it actually more interesting. If it was a little less longer, or if it was actually longer and you told us more, like there's like a fine line, isn't there? If it's yeah. a, if it's a two hour movie, but you get a lot of information and it's really interesting, that's cool. But if it's an hour and 40 minutes and there's a big lull in it, which there is, where you're like, okay, I get it. You know, know, we see... We're having one of those times when it's really hard to define what it is you don't like about it. I mean, there are a couple of like, I I would say two or three moments where powers are demonstrated and it's actually really cool. It's like one of those moments with the music's just right. Yeah, when you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was coming. That was cool. Very cool. Yeah, there are a couple, maybe two or three moments like that where you're like, oh, the possibility of this, like, that's cool. But then you're like, you're never, you're never really going to see. You know what else I thought was like a, a, like a blank, like a page that just goes nowhere. Like they wrote, is like the guy pursuing her. He was pretty cool. Like I, you know, you met her in the. Mm-hmm. in the diner and I say oh he seems like a nice guy you know obviously not it's a movie something's going to happen <laughs> but that guy like I like that actor I thought he did a really good job and then there was an interaction with her in the car and then we don't see her him until like literally like the final like 30, 30 seconds or something right at the end exactly Um. so his like he seemed like a cool character who I think could have offered something to the story but he just goes away and the sheriff turns up, you know, and the sheriff, you know, turns out to be somebody important, uh, kind of. Yeah, should uh, be. Yeah. But that guy who plays him, I really like him, David Strather. Yeah, really do. Um, but he's given nothing. Like, he barely, he, he's not even got many lines, to be honest. In fact, the first, the, the first two times we meet him, is the one where he just walks, he gets out of the car and walks, and I was like, oh yeah, look, there's David Strait. He doesn't say anything. And then the next time we see him, he's in the sheriff's station, and he says about three lines and then walks out of there. And I was like, he's like, um, he's a really good actor. Why is he not, why is he not getting any lines in this movie? Hmm, like, that didn't bother me at all. Oh, it did for me. I was like, and I think it was the same for a few of them. I was like, they're not being utilized. The mother was utilized a lot, but unfortunately, I don't really like her in this. She's too, like, it's See, like I she's on the stage like, going, I like, did hey. like her, but yes, it's very stagey, but I did yeah. like her a lot. So Right, and I did in the final scene, but the part that I'm talking about where it lulls in the middle, where I, yeah. a lot of that stuff where she's walking in and being overdramatic, talking to the daughters, and I was like, oh, I'm not really into this, and this is where we're staying for a while, right? And unfortunately, we did, didn't we? We stayed kind of in that position for a bit. So while I see, I do see There's things. a lot of exposition coming from her, yes. Yeah, tons of it. <laughs> I'll give you that. And there's a lot of, I, I like a lot about this movie. I, I said to you, this movie is the only movie I've ever seen in my entire life that uses X-ray specs in the soundtrack. And you probably don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. When you say X-ray specs, I think you mean some sort of technology. Right. X-ray specs were a punk band from the 70s, around the same time as the Sex Pistols. Right on. Um, Really cool band. Uh, That song, Teenage Adolescent, I I really love that song. Um, And they use that song in in this movie. And I've never, you know... Again, I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense that she's... What was the deal? What were they trying to do? Like, she was, she's so cool, like, she likes punk music from the 70s, or, like, she's got a bit of a cool look. She's got, like, a bomber jacket and stuff. I think that was all for effect and not really to forward yeah, the story. Exactly. Because what you... If the idea is this is the one woman in the family who goes off the rails, takes off, doesn't want the power she's been given by nature, and she just fucks everything up... And so, therefore, she's a drug addict, which we find out, and she listened to this punky music, and she refuses to, like, really go along with the program. But what you find out later is <laughs> the grandma is forced to live secretly in this farmhouse because her mother refused to let her leave. And what did she do? She rebelled by going out and hooking up with this father, who ended up being the father of our lead character. So, I mean, she rebelled as well. So, that didn't make any sense to me. Once I found that out, I was like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So our main lady is 
not the the singular break in the chain. This has probably happened for every generation of some some sort. And also the young girl is now trying to escape yep. the grandmother, even though the grandmother's awesome. Um, but just to have some freedom and get out in the world. So the idea is all the women through all these generations have stayed on this farm to protect them because she says few times they keep hunting us down they keep trying to find us but we never have any explanation of that whatsoever we never have any indication that someone has ever been to that farm to gather them to study them we have no we have a journal that women have been writing in for a few generations but none of them refer to i was held in a room and been tested on nothing nothing gives us the confidence that this is a that someone is really out to get them, and except... The, yeah. And the whole thing for me is, this girl, Ruth, is the most powerful thing in the world, pretty much, right? She can actually affect the whole world. Exactly. That's very important. Would you think they send one guy after her? <laughs> like an ineffectual Literally scientist one guy. He's a scientist guy uh, to, to get, get her. Not like an army. But see, that's the, that'd be, see, if someone's sitting in a writing room trying to be very you know, kind of overly intellectual about it, they would say, well, what would happen in any movie with something like this? They would send the army. It's exactly So that. let's not do that. Uh, in, in the director, the director uh, Julia Hart, in the extras... Also said, wrote it. And she said that, didn't she? Yeah. She's kind of... she's You know, we're, we see all these uh, movies, and it was obvious she was referring to big Marvel movies and stuff. Not just Marvel. I mean, all I of mean, them, I mean, big really. superhero yeah. movies. She was... And science fiction DC movies, and Marvel. Yeah. So she was saying... What happens if... Like, I don't think DC and Marvel are the only standard people would measure themselves by. No, she said by, superheroes specifically. Science they, fiction they, and superhero. So those are the main ones, I think. Only and, in the last 20 years. Yeah, well, who was the main ones before that? There was no main one. There was just been there have been thousands well, of science, science fiction that. movies. Yeah, but they're not the only ones. That's all I'm no, saying. I'm talking about not science fiction so much as superheroes. Yeah, but she wasn't just talking about superhero movies. She was talking about science fiction and superhero movies. But what this lady said, and I, I right. definitely thought she was talking about, she was saying that there's more fighting and explosions and less characterization going on anymore. That's what she was getting at. Right, you so can she, say that about, like, Fourth of July, or Independence Day. So she wrote it from the opposite side of that, of, like... It's yeah. all characterization. And that's why it feels forced, I think. Because right. it was felt intentional. But there's a lot to and illogical. Then there's a lot to like. <laughs> Absolutely, there's some bad special effects. I didn't like the color thing. I did too. I thought it was really like something I could do on my little video. Yeah, editor. I think you could have made that look really, really cool. Yeah, like, I mean, the idea here in in this is you these superheroes, if you want to call them that, these when they do the thing, they can see color in the world. Like um, like it's not it's a it's a, again it's a. What do you call it? Like an allegory or a... Well, she said what it was, that once she became a mother, she teaches her kid something. That kid then takes it into the world and does something with it and becomes more of a person that, because of it. That's that, an energy in the world. Like. That she's put... That that's what that feels like. This is ecstatic, almost high feeling where everything is colorful and wonderful. That's exactly what she was So you to. visually see that at the end, but it looks like shit, really. I mean, it looks like somebody put... <laughs> Somebody drew some Photoshop stuff over the top. It like, did. Unfor- it's so unfortunate. Because it could have looked amazing. Like, I mean, yeah. look at that. Look at the cover to this Blu-ray, for instance. Like, it's got an interesting, like, oil painting thing going on with the colors. Yeah. Well, it didn't look like that. It looked like shitty, like, like, like laser, like, like original Star Wars lightsabers just flying past you really fast. It just looked really. So I was a bit disappointed with that. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed with the fact that, then you know, it's not Supergirl or something like that. People flying around and doing all shit all the time. That didn't bother me at all. No, that's the good part about it. Yeah, I like that she could. I like that we saw very minimal use of the powers, and when we did, they were interesting, but not like mind blowing. Like it's not like oh, that's that's the most ridiculous power I've ever seen. And the kind of like the ending, I I thought was a bit. It kind of set it up like. Oh, you can go off now and meet these other people who are the same as you. You know, X-Men style, like I said to you. You know, go to Paris. Was it France, she said? Go Rome. to France. Rome. Go to Rome. And she didn't say it. She just had told her about another woman. Yeah. 
But they, but I mean, it was implied. Oh well, now they'll go and they meet the other people who are like them, and then what? There'll be a big crew of them, and they won't use the powers. Yeah. Again, it's like <laughs> Samantha from Bewitched. Yeah. Everybody, she's like, oh no, I better not use my power. So all these years, and some would argue, well, the point is that women have been like not allowed to use what you know skills and what contributions we can make to society we've been held back on purpose versus choosing to but then every woman in this story has chosen we don't have an explanation for why we aren't told if any of them are forced into seclusion like physically forced into seclusion or anything like that so it's still their choice to not utilize what they know they can do right which also kind of confuses me. I just want a reason mapped out for me, other than me just knowing how society works. You know, I mean, yeah. I shouldn't have to just know that from the movie or uh, to add to the movie. And don't so get it felt me... like it was a bit like the idea was big and all the stuff in her head is big and she had a lot to say, but she didn't fill in the gaps. She just wanted, she expected us to be able to just do that. And that's how I would categorize it. It's underdeveloped in the middle of the movie. It just, it feels like a great idea that's not mm. got, like, it's either not got the budget to, to fulfill what it's doing or it's not got um, the writing people are not... Some of the dialogue was... Some of the dialogue uh, was very, very wooden. It really was. I felt bad. I was like, no, 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 no. It's been so good up to this moment. <laughs> Please, yeah. no, 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 no. But... Yeah, I, it stood out a couple of times. I was like, oh, is that a line that's coming out of you? Oof, that's bad. And then, it, then like, she said something. I was like, oh, that's awful. And then a terrible delivery of that. And then the next thing she said was really convincing and great. Like, so I was like... Exactly. It was a Whoa. bit confusing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's not a film I disliked because um, it's, got, it's got an interesting message. Maybe it's a bit heavy-handed. And if you watch the extras of this Blu-ray afterwards, I mean, you, if, you, if the message went over your head and you didn't get it, you just was like, oh, this is an underwhelming superhero movie. What the hell? And then you, you, the message zoomed over your head. If you watch the extras, they'll tell you exactly what this movie is. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I don't think of it as a superhero movie at all, but well, like, I'm just saying somebody who lost. I, I don't even think that either. I'm saying mm -hmm. somebody who didn't get a message. They were like watching this, going, "Oh, they've got superpowers. Oh, oh, this isn't a very good superhero movie." Which is how I guarantee you, when yeah. we get to the reading the one star reviews of this, somebody's going to say, <laughs> "Nobody." Oh, did I see. You have you have inf insider information. I haven't read them yet, but I'm saying there's going to be somebody who's like. This is like the Avengers book. Nothing happens, you know that kind of thing. Somebody's okay. Um, but it does have a good message, if not a bit heavy-handed. I feel. I think the way they talk about it, it's like super important message, and and it is. It's a very important. The message, message is important, but yes. I don't think the movie delivers the message in a in a way that makes it feel important. Like it delivers. I, it. Yeah. In I mean, I don't even way. know what the weakness is necessarily, except that it didn't get refined in a way that says the females in this story have been overtly oppressed over the generations because of a special power, and now it's time to unleash the power regardless of the danger, regardless of how someone is specifically trying to harness it or control it, right? So we don't have that. We just have... Women have not had a lot of power, and now these women have an unnatural power that I don't have, no other woman I know, in all of the universe, in all of the world. I shouldn't say the universe. I haven't been out there, but I can't control the weather. I can't control the molecules of this cup. If it breaks, it's that's it. <laughs> I can't put it back together. So I don't identify with that, right? So I think I'm, there's just like little, it's like it's chunked up. Good idea, good idea, some good scenes, some good acting. And then there's some questionable scenes and some questionable dialogue and a questionable gap in the idea that's trying to get come across. So it's sort of hit and miss. That's Absolutely. So moving on to the uh, actors here, we've got Gugu Mbatha-Raw. I think I got that right. I think so. She plays Ruth, the main character. I really liked her all the way through. 
That was one thing I really um, liked about I had me. moments when I was not a big fan. I I don't know. She, I just she had this she very stagey thing about it. But I agree. She was totally into it. However, there were a lot, like, it just irritates me. Some things performers do, unless it's really super intentional, like the way somebody tries to eat as if they haven't eaten for a while and they kind of hunch over and like <laughs> snarl it up kind of that's how it looks to me and that's totally unnecessary and realistic she's not right. starving to death and it was very and the way she was chewing her food was also that very movie tv actorly thing we've commented recently we watched a thing called eastenders it's a british soap opera and in the last couple years, I've noticed they eat more while they're doing the scenes, and they're really eating. You can tell the difference. I know this is a nitpicky thing, but still, it drew me out of her scene sometimes, because I felt like it was so yeah, actorly. But we've noticed in EastEnders, they're just eating. You know, when they're eating a bowl of cereal or whatever, and it's not disgusting. It's almost they're like they're, up, they're just having the lunch, but... Yeah, they've said, scene. you're going to eat. You're not going <laughs> to sit here. Like, if you watch really close... People in older movies and some new ones like this, you can tell she's pretending to chew. Now, I'm not saying sit there and eat a bowl of cereal 50 times while they shoot all the scenes. But it's very, it's like I'm watching someone do a stage play where they can't sit there and eat the food. They have to pretend to chew and shovel it in and act sort of, I don't know. And that really brought me out. And then there were a couple of times where she didn't feel, I don't know. Then I, it's really hard to de- to decide because I liked her so much. I'd say 70% of the time. You wouldn't know her from that episode of Black Mirror I mentioned early, San Junipero. You'd also know her from that Wachowski movie called uh, Jupiter Ascending, which uh, we reviewed and I don't think we liked very much. Right? <laughs> maybe we did, maybe we didn't. I'm thinking we didn't. I don't think so. I liked her in this uh also, uh, David Strathan. I really like him, and I can't recall what he's from. Like, which movie is... He's in a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like I saw him in a movie with George Clooney, possibly. Maybe it was that one, Michael Clayton. Is that right? Don't think so. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I just looked at what he was in, and I've forgotten already. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Well, that's your goldfish memory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I really liked him in this, but again, he's he's given not much to do. There is a there is an emotional scene where he stood outside the house talking to the, the, yeah. the family. But that's it. I, I mean, like him because I like him. Yeah. But it was pretty bland. I was very... When the sheriff got out of his car and started walking, and I was like, oh, I like him. It's going to be... I like that. The, that's a good choice for a sheriff. Lorraine Toussaint plays Bo and... She's the one I I just didn't like her at all. I I can't even I liked put her a finger a lot, on it. Actually, yeah. I really liked the way she dealt with the kid, and I agree, it was a little bit Staged. stagey. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it didn't feel natural. She kind of melted into some of the moments very well. I I liked it. Even at the end, when she's on the road and she's saying "Take me," and she's talking to hit to David Strathairn's character, yeah. it just felt like oh, the dialogue doesn't feel like it's. They it take, feels like it's off a page of a book. Not it's like off. they they take they take what they're doing very seriously, and it is if you're getting across this idea, and yet that kind of weighs it down a little bit. And just uh, reference, he was in Born Legacy. He was the guy. You yeah, Bond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. He's great. I really like. Him. He was also in Godzilla in 2014. Yeah, he was. And the Darkest Hour in 2017 as a voice. So we didn't see him. We've seen that movie, but. Darkest style was Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, Christopher Denham plays Bill. I really liked him. He was one of my favorite parts of this movie. But uh, like I say, he's in uh, three scenes completely, right? I would say. Yeah, not much. Uh, He's good. I like that scene that happens to that scene in the car. One of the few action scenes really in the movie is good. I thought, you know. Yeah. He's a government guy who's sent well, he's to a scientist scientist works which we don't even understand what's he studying what's he want her for what are they doing no. how did they figure this out how did they to... link her to the fact that it's not raining who who are we supposed how are we supposed to figure this shit out yeah bug that bugs me but really i like i like that element of him hunting her down but then that just gets nixed and like it's not really uh, it doesn't even seem like a threat in the middle of the movie again. exactly like i like it just seems like happy family hour in the house and like nothing else nobody's coming anymore 
So you've got that. And then the little, the sister is Sania Sydney. She plays Leela. She's not her sister. She's her daughter. I mean, a daughter, sorry. Yeah. Um, that is exactly what I meant. <laughs> I very, thought she very was very things. good, too. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. And I bought her, and I liked it when she... There's one swear word in this movie. <laughs> yeah. She delivered it very well, and it she was did. perfect timing of it. I was like, whoa, don't say that in front of Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, For real. Was, I, when a PG-13 reserves its one cuss word... Sometimes it's just they just use it for the sake of it. This was actually felt like it was an earned thing. Like, it did. It was it good. Came. So um, yeah, I was happy with that. Uh, extras. There is like an audio commentary and a making of. Did you like the making of? Uh, eh, not really. It's a bit like Pretty people generic. saying how good other people are, but and not saying anything at all. There, I mean, yeah. you can say all day long things like whatever they were saying, just phrases that mean. Nothing. And I gotta say, my favorite part of the extra uh, making of was this producer guy who goes <laughs> and he he looks at the camera and says, "Well, I was working in Hollywood and we were doing oh these God. movies called uh, La La Land and uh, what was the other one? I don't even remember. Um, uh, Jackie. It was Jackie, the one about Jackie O. He goes, uh, that guy was doing a movie ca- called Jackie and I was doing this movie called La La Land and we were hovering around the Oscars circuit." He actually says that to the I know, camera. It's I was so like, sleazy. You sound like a dick. Like he was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to say, "Look how important I am." These movies I've made. Yeah, or, and again, and I'm not, I'm not a purist, so I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not discrediting the concept of women needing more power in the world. But for every other person on this movie, other than the costume lady, the art director, and of course the writer director, right? Yep. So she's creating it. Everyone else is a man, and without them, them, it sounds like it wouldn't have got made. And so it's just one of those kind of like oh, touchy things, you know. Like I did appreciate in the making of it, all the women in the making of it, I could see exactly what they were going for, and she'd brought her own costume lady in who she had who she'd worked with before. All that was right, but that those producer people—they always come off as sleazy to me. Yeah, they do. They really—they do. want to like draw their attention to them and not the. They're like, no, I'm part of this. I'm and I'll this. be. I mean, they'll just be straight up. If you see something like the Me Too movement or changes in social mores going a certain direction, and you decide to jump on the bandwagon and make a movie that's going to make you a shitload of money, it doesn't mean you're supporting the cause. It means you see it as an opportunity to make a bunch of money off of people who will want to see it and talk about it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying that's their agenda, but it feels that way. Right. I'm, I'm totally adding that. I'm I'm totally making that up in my own my own perception of how they were. But I did. I thought that movie would have been better without the, without that making of. It didn't endear me. And the director the is Julia Hart. I forgot to mention she's a, did mm-hmm. a movie called Miss Stevens, which I don't think we saw. No. Um, but uh, the movie's not badly made. It's a well made indie movie. Correct. Uh, it's well shot. It, you know. It's just maybe a, the plot is slightly... Well, not really the plot. The writing of the plot is... It needs some more detail to it. Like, somebody needs to fill in the... Like, there's parts that are not colored in properly. Yeah, hey, and we're, and we're not like, idiots. We un, we understand things. You know what I mean? We, we can yeah. figure out... We know that the idea of oppressing women, minorities in society... I mean, that's... It's a, <laughs> we get it. We understand. However... Let's say no, a person didn't quite grasp any of that, and you're trying to enlighten them to this idea. Well, you're not giving me both sides. You're not even explaining the power of the women in actual society and what it means to have been oppressed and now to unleash your power. So, missing a little bit there, but it's a, it's a good try. I wouldn't knock it. I would sell people to watch it. <laughs> just, you know. It's just... You know, it's in middle. It's in the middle. It's not. It'll like make some people feel like, oh, one, they're going to love it. They're going to love the message. They're going to totally get it because they're already there in their minds. Yeah. But if you want to make a movie like this and just preach to the choir, as they say, also, uh, you're not going to change any minds. We didn't mention, like, 
even they said in the extras, like the cast are African American, well, African British, whatever you call that. I don't know, right? That <laughs> the women in the no, movie? I mean if you're if you're African American, if you're African, they're, well, they're black women. I yeah. think is what, yeah. But you, but that's not people don't say that these days. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So the mate, the the family in the middle of this are black, yet. It that part doesn't. It's not part of the story, is it? That's good. Yeah, it should. I mean, I don't that's think, what I said. I it's wouldn't re- even have mentioned it, but hey, because yeah, they but, said they didn't even want to mention it. That's why they liked that so much. That's why I like that they mentioned it because that lady said that she. That's another tick off her, in her thing that that it's not about that. Right, but then us saying that makes it a thing. So I right. think that's kind of funny. Well, her saying that makes it a thing as well. I know, but we don't have to then say it as well. Well, but I, I'm, I'm interested, <laughs> like she's on I'm interested in the progression of cinema and the progression of culture. But it is in progression as long as we do keep mentioning it. And I thought that about when she said it as well. So, Well, that is true, but I, I also think it's worth mentioning because it is a black family and it's not about them being black. Like, something like Black Panther, which has its roots in, like, you know not belonging, all that kind of stuff. This is not that, is it? It's more about the superhero side of it. Yeah. Or just being a person. Or a woman, actually. Yes, a Let's woman. Say. It's, it's actually really woman. about women, yeah. Uh, there's In the IMDb reviews for this movie, there is only one bad review. Really? Yeah. Everybody loves it. It's 10 out of 10 across the board. No. Yeah. Wow. Which makes me really suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing with their perception, but that's surprising. Now, let me say, there's not many reviews, first off. There's only okay. 16. But there's only one that's a bad one. Okay. And the bad one is, well, we, we always read the bad reviews of movies, no matter what they are, because we want to see why people wouldn't like something, right? And this guy just says, it's a waste of time. You could watch <laughs> so much better films instead of this so-called fantasy and mystery. That's it? That's the only bad one. Oh, there's Why? actually a, a, a two-star. Let's do a two-star review because there isn't any this time. Okay. The two-star review says, Fast Color Film is for me. A very difficult one to write a review because I don't even know how to review. So I write I like a review. <laughs> the film is very different from another film, mostly because it doesn't quite understand its concept. The acting is quite fine and the score is very loud. It turns out to be a fine one. I think that's just a randomly generated bunch of words. It sounds very bizarre. (laughs) That is very bizarre. I feel like somebody put, like, told some app to write them a review of something, and that's what it came up with. That's what it sounds like. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean... That's it, though. The rest of them are, like, really good reviews. Like, really good. This is a fantastic movie. There's so much character development. It is... It is amazing. It's an excellent movie. Nice pace, good acting, you know, so. I mean, I get it. Um, I want more of this. I hope they make this into a whole series. I mean, I'm having the same reaction, I guess, to us, to watching, like, Get Out, where we understand what it's about, like, bringing racism to the forefront of you know, whatever, like, that's what it was about. And making it also about, like, a cast and crew and everything of African-American folks, which is fantastic. Except that you can support it all you want. The idea, fantastic. If the thing itself doesn't deserve that equal praise for the quality and the technical aspect of it, you have to separate the two sometimes. So I think that a movie that says such a great thing is going to get a lot of praise and over like overlook that it's not a fantastic technical cinematic achievement. All right, so um, that is... I probably sound like an asshole, but I mean, that's just, no. it is what it is. Like I say, I don't... For me, this is falls in the middle of the road, and um, there's stuff to like, but there was enough not to like for me to not be fully into it. Yeah. So uh, I know you don't recommend things to people, but for not me, really. it's a certain set of people, and it's not it's not something I'd turn around to everybody and say, 
that is the one to watch. But I would say that about Under the Silver Lake, because I really enjoyed that last week. And that is not a movie you would recommend to everybody either, is it? No, it's very specific. <laughs> um, and, and this one is as well. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Lionsgate for giving us a copy for review. Next week's review is the new Pet Cemetery. So we're going to look at that next week. It's going to be some pets. There's going to be a cemetery. It's going to be lovely, like with cuddly mm. animals. Sid Talk's going to like the animals. Not necessarily. So that's a Pet Cemetery. I'm just, all the folks out there who love all their pets, I get it. You, kind of, but not really. <laughs> I'm not a, so you might like the pet cemetery? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't want them to be dead. I just don't want them in my house. All right, so uh, movie recommendations. Every week we give you some recommendations of movies that we've seen that we, usually from me, that are similar or remind me of this movie we watched. So I'm going for my recommendations this week for the movie Hannah, which has also been turned into a TV show on Amazon Prime that comes out soon, if, if it's not already out. Mm. And it's just a retelling, though. Okay. Um, that doesn't interest me, really. No, me either. Yeah. Even though we did watch From Dust Till Dawn, but that ended up as something completely different. It, it furthered it, right? True. It, yeah, and it yeah. was a good, yeah. Yeah, like it went, it, like it's like a, the, I think even Robert Rodriguez described it as the movie is like the movie, and then the, the TV show of Dust Till Dawn is like reading the novel. It's like filled in more. Mm, definitely. Um, and that was, so maybe they will do that with Hannah, but I'd recommend the movie Hannah. And I'd also recommend the movie Midnight Special. Um, we did review it on after the show, if you go and look back at our archives. Um, and it's it really reminded me of this movie, yet I enjoyed that one more. You know? Mm, yeah. It's a similar type of thing. It's a it's like let's do a movie with people with powers, but like on a smaller scale. Like it's not the Avengers or Spider Man. So what are your um, recommendations? My recommendations are, uh, we've mentioned it many times, but I'm going to recommend that people seek out the show Black Mirror. It is, of course, like the, a follow-up. It's not like a totally original idea, because as I watched The Outer Limits from the 90s and early 2000s, and then before, I, before that, watched Twilight Zone, Outer Limits from the 80s, and before that, you know, science fiction Things like the Black Museum from Radio, oldie, oldie time. These ideas aren't new, but right now Black Mirror does that thing where it combines sort of an almost future technology thing mixed with current social norms and how it kind of shines a light on everything that's wrong with us. We just <laughs> I watched, like that. We just watched the new season. I really liked that Miley Cyrus one. Mm -hmm. uh, talking of Dust or Dawn, because Madison Davenport was in it. From Dust Till Dawn. Right. And then uh, my other recommendation is the TV show, MASH. Totally unrelated, but un we were looking at the DVD shelves today, and there was my entire collection of MASH, and so it reminded me of how good it is. <laughs> I need yeah. to rewatch it. All right. So uh, games and Ace Scully stuff. I mean, uh, the Steam Summer Sale is on, if you don't know about it. There's a s Summer Sale on the Steam store where they drop all the prices of the games to relatively low prices. You can pick if you've only got five bucks, you can probably pick up five or six games on there at this time of year. Wow. Because they do have a lot of, you can even sort it now, like go in the dollar section. Like there's even games for forty nine cents, like smaller indie games. So you know, if you had ten dollars and you go in there, you could probably come out with a bunch of cool stuff if you don't own them already. So um yeah, Steam Sale, I picked up Hitman 2. Really a big fan of Hitman. I never I played all of Hitman One all the way, and but Hitman Two I think it came out in one of those times when there was so many different games coming out at once it just got lost for me, so I finally picked it up and uh, you've seen some of Hitman Two probably right? Mm -hmm. It's really cool. It's, I mean, Hitman is what I really love about it is you can just experiment and like you can see kind of how the game designers wanted you to kill the target. You're a Hitman. You're given a target. It might, it could be like a person in a house that you got to take out, or it could be a whole, like, it could be a crime boss and his family in a big mansion or, or, or even in a big island, you know, it gets quite big, but, um, 
you're given a like you can go and take that person out and that's what you have to do and there's no like right way or wrong way like you can do whatever the game lets you do you can't do anything but the game has set ways of killing the target so like for instance in the first one there's a lady who you have to kill and that's it and she's inside a house so you creep into the house while she's not there and you can see like oh well you can poison the the teapot or you can poison the vodka glass or you can rig up like a car battery to the light switches so like it electrocutes somebody when they turn them on there's different ways of doing it now all these are the standard ways of like waiting in the house until they turn up and then shooting them and running away but it's not really about shooting anybody. It's more about, oh, what would be the fun way of doing this? And you saw that, didn't you, in the mm-hmm. house where I'd poisoned the lady. But she was very bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not killing, like, innocent people. You're killing, like, this lady is, like, a human trafficker and a kidnapper and a blackmailer. That's why you're going in there to kill her. But, um, you know, I poisoned the teapot. She had a cup of tea and she started, she went to the toilet and you can see her being sick. And then I went in through the toilet window and strangled her to death. And then you have to get away, like, and it's all about, like, you know, she had a a lot of bodyguards and stuff. So it's just a fun, it's like a puzzle. But for murder. Which I'm assuming, like, (laughs) a real hitman's job is really like a puzzle, right? You've got to, like, survey. I don't know that I would try to identify with a... Well, the hitman. Hitman? There are definitely hitmen, right, in the world. Those people have to, like, they go, well, they'll go, like, you're a hitman, here's your target. And the target's usually, it's not going to be easy, is it? It's going to be, like, it's the leader of this nation or something who's always under, like, escort. And then it's up to you to, like, how the hell do I get that guy? Oh, well... I've watched him for a week, and on a Thursday, he seems to go to this little thing. And you buy seem a, like you've given this a lot of thought. Well, I've watched this game. <laughs> See, in this game, in the second level, there's this big CEO of this company, a robotics company. And, he, you know, he's a CEO, and he's always got bodyguards around him and stuff. But I was listening to a bunch of conversations around where he works by just l- blending in and listening. And I heard this guy say, he works at the hot dog stand, and he said... He's talking to his friend, and he said, you know what? On a Tuesday every week, the head of the CEO of that place, he comes down and buys one of my hot dogs. It's so awesome. Like, I feel really, like, thrilled that he comes, like, because he never really leaves the building, and he comes down, he has a hot dog, and then he goes back. I'm like, ooh, that's cool. So I, to- I-, I put <laughs> I, the guy who owns the hot dog stand, I-, I made him go sleep for a bit, and then I borrowed his costume, and then I... Worked in the hot dog stand, and then when the CEO come, I give him the poison hot dog. Jeez, that's sneaky. <laughs> that so, doesn't even seem fair. So the game is very... It's, it's just cool. There's so many different things that you can do to, like... And when you when you pull off one like that, that seems, oh, that's a bit clever. That's not just, like, standing across the way and shooting him when you see him. It, you, it just feels good when you figure it out properly. So that's Hitman 2. It's actually on sale right now. And uh, if you just want to try it, you can download the free version on Steam. Uh, it's completely free. You can play that first level, the one where, you, where you're going into that mansion with the lady. You can play that as many times as you want. Uh, and then you, you'll end up buying it because you'll be like, wow, this is cool. I want to see what happens next. So uh, that's Hitman 2. So Sid Tor, what's for dinner? I hadn't really decided. So this could be wrong. It may end up being pizza. But for right now, I might make a Boca veggie burger with some marinara mar, manara, da, 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 da. marinara type sauce, spaghetti sauce, yeah. and some rice. That sounds all right. Either that, if I'm really in the mood to cook when we're done here, or I'll order pizza. Or there's a frozen pizza in there. <laughs> Lots of options. We did. Lots of options. But that sounded all right. But then do I want to cook? I don't know. And what's your... Does any um, of that sound okay to you? All sounds good. What's your advice? Probably going to be pizza then. Um, Even though I don't know that I follow this or always have, but, like, we have... (laughs) Not to be political or anything or religious injecting that, but I don't have any religions of any kind. Don't have any beliefs of anything. And I'm, I'm a 
pretty decent human being, got a great life, right? But that's just not part of my life. But every once in a while, I think our neighbors have a relative who might have this van. They park in front of our house to go across the street to their relative's house. And it says whatever it says on it. Like, to those, what is it? Something if you don't believe, you're going to go to hell. And all the nations that that abandon their God will go to hell. And then it's like Jesus saved. It's all hand-painted on the sides. It's not like, you know, I mean, nothing against hand-painting. But it's just hilarious. That it shows up in front of my house. And so that van itself isn't offering you any knowledge, any information of any kind. It's not teaching you anything. It's not exposing you to new information or new possibilities of choices that you make. If you believe in a heaven and a hell, I suppose you can think that that's a thing, but I don't. So it's not telling me anything. So you're not going to change me with that at all. If you want to offer me some new information and teach me something, you can add to what I know about the world or this issue or whatever. And then I'll have the option to make either a different choice or the same choice, but at least I'll have more information. So don't try to change people. It is a mind numbingly head pounding against the wall, frustrating you know, self-medication-inducing exercise we've all been doing probably since the beginning of humanity. It doesn't work. If it's force, then it's a lie, and they're pretending. If it's manipulation, then they're unaware that they've made a different choice for the better or good of their own life. They're, they're, not, they're not free to make the choice. But if you offer up the information, you lay it out there, you discuss it openly, maybe repeatedly, both of you, Whoever, whatever the idea is, it's they're all just ideas in your head that have been fed to you by someone else or a conclusion you've come to from an experience or multiple experiences, but that idea wasn't in your head until it was. And if someone gives you new information and you make a different choice, that that's how you can, you know, add to your life, not change you or change other people. Just add to what you know or what you're offering to someone. Like real information. Uh, that's it. And yeah. here's some real information for you. <laughs> Is it going to matter to change a decision? Listen to this podcast. Well, they already just did. <laughs> they did. But you know what? We have other. We have a lot of other episodes, not just this one. If we this, have five. In, this is five eighty-eight, by the way. It is. It is five eighty-eight. If you want all that great advice, it's at the end of all of those. <laughs> yeah. So um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it varies in quality. So if you're curious... It's uh, always the best. It is not. So, My advice is not always the best. No, the podcast in I'm general. very self-aware. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can catch us. You know where to catch us. I said at the beginning of the show, you can catch this podcast all over the place. I don't think there's anywhere, really, you can't catch it. I, I don't think we're on... You make it sound like a disease. You can catch it anywhere. <laughs> we're not on Spotify yet. But I, I don't... I can't figure out how quite to add yourself to Spotify. Interesting. And I'm, I'm not stupid. I still can't figure it out. So if anybody knows how to add... If the guy who's in charge, or guy or lady, in charge of Spotify's out there, listening, let us know. Yeah, give us some clear instructions, because your instructions are awful. <laughs> um, and uh, email me, com. Don't email Sid Talk. And uh, stay classy. I'm on Instagram. You can look at me on Instagram. True. I would say stay classy, uh, Lionsgate. You know what I like about Lionsgate? They bring us movies like this one, um, or the one from last week. Lionsgate's got an open, broad spectrum of ideas. Yeah, They don't seem to, they're not like concerned about everything has to be commercial and a a big seller, right? There's a lot of creative stuff, especially with that A24 label, you know, like the movie we watched last week, Mm -hmm. Under the Silver Lake. It's not a mainstream movie. It's not a movie made to make money. It's more of an artistic well, I, endeavor. I, I disagree with that. I think cumulatively, that's the whole point of a company is to make money. Therefore, the ideas they can sell, even if they do believe in them, they're going to choose because eventually it's all, maybe combined, going to feed them profit. Yes. It's not a non-profit organization. No. Therefore, if they're picking up a movie that promotes the idea of women having more power or that racism sucks or that 
any anything at all. Any idea you want to put out there. It could be a religious movie. They don't do those necessarily. What was under the Silver Lakes idea? The idea was Hollywood sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. That was also like you said, like a, uh, the idea is that it's a meat grinder for young people, yep. young women in particular. And so while that one individual may not make a lot of money, if you add them all together, people get on board, they buy the Blu-rays, they buy the DVDs, they talk about it in social media, you're going to make money. Exactly. I'm and so a big if, you, if you pick those side things that aren't big and popular, but you populate your collection with a lot, you're going to make money back. True. And have a clean conscience if that's what you believe in. I'm a big fan of um, like movie companies putting out things that are not the billion dollar movies. Right, but again, they're doing it. They're not doing it to be nice. I didn't say they were, but I'm a <laughs> big fan of what they do. Especially A24, who really take chances, I think, on movies. They do. True. So uh, there you go. Oh, uh, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs>